Absolutely. We just, no. let's keep the, and this is Kool-Aid, by the way. Let's just keep it flowing. The Hawks <laughs> won a, the Hawks actually won a game. Let's go. Championship. In regulation. Oh, man. Two points. Never tasted so good. This is the Second City Hockey Podcast. Uh, Brad Replinger, America's favorite Dave Melton, and Brandon Kane across the uh, the internet airwaves. Coming at you guys after a 6-3 to three drubbing of the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins from your Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we were talking before the show, this is the ninth consecutive win uh, that Chicago has had over Pittsburgh, so apparently we should just play Pittsburgh every game. I think that's the solution to not playing crappy hockey. You think, I think I, it's, it's got to be it, right? Yeah, just trade uh, – maybe we can talk a little bit more about this realignment thing that's going to happen when Seattle joins, and maybe the Hawks can get put in the same division as Pittsburgh and just play them, you know, 30 times a season just because, and yeah. And then, then we'll be good. There you go. We'll do the, the, the team. Like one of the divisions can be teams with birds in the name. You've got Hawks. You've got Penguins or associated with birds. So I guess Flyers if you wanted. Um, let's see. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stretch this out. As, as the Atlanta Thrashers, you could put them in the division. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> We're already going with non-existent teams. This may not work. Yeah, I, it's, it's a bit of a stretch. We'll see what's happening. The but. Uh, yeah, right Red Wings? Yeah, that's that's bird. good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, there you go. Make Seattle the the Thunderbirds or whatever, and then you'll be good to go. Just promote the WHL team. Yeah, yeah sure. Exactly. Fine. Think it, yeah, eighteen year old kids against twenty five year old grown men. That that's. I don't see how that could possibly go wrong. Hey, given the way that this team has played over the <laughs> last couple of games, and I be and by last couple of games, I mean like the what last twenty games or whatever it's been. Oh, WHL team could probably beat the Hawks. Um, but uh, that's not uh, here nor there at the moment because we are celebrating a win. That's right. Keep that music. Woo! Oh, man. So, uh, so it, we still suck, but they beat the Penguins. <laughs> like, I, I think this is still a cause for uh, at least some celebration. You've got Jonathan Taze with his 700th career point. Um, all coming with the Blackhawks, which I think makes him the 15th player in NHL history to do that, or the 16th player in NHL history to do that, which is pretty freaking awesome. Um, no one cares, Brad. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, in this house, we respect Jonathan Taze. Um, but the, uh, but one of the newest call-ups, uh, to the, to the big club in Chicago, Carl Dahlstrom, the defenseman making an impact early in the game, getting his, uh, getting his first assist of the 2018, 2019 season. Um, I guess we can lead off with that. So given the fact that this lineup and roster has been just painstakingly frustrating to watch, take the ice night after night, um, the Blackhawks uh, called up Carl Dahlstrom and Dylan Sakura uh, after uh, Artem Anisimov got put on injured reserve, and uh, and they sent I forget who they sent down. It wasn't uh, yeah, that's right, Alexander Fortin. So um, I the the Sakura thing was bound to happen, but Dahlstrom as a defenseman, what do we think, guys? Uh, Dave, let's start with you. Well, I mean, it, it couldn't be any worse. I mean, we've watched, had to sit through Brandon Manning and Jan Ruda for the last uh, two to th- two months, and neither of them was looking any good. So why not give Dahlstrom another shot at it? And Dahlstrom, uh, from everything I was reading, was playing well enough in Rockford. And, uh, you know, the Hawks are kind of, with him, he's he's in one of the, uh, 
he's in sink or swim territory right now because he's he's getting up there in age. He's twenty three years old, and he's um, you know he's he got drafted back in I think 2013, 2014. It's been a while. He's been in the system for a long time. So at at some point, you need to figure out what you have with Dahlstrom, and you're not going to figure it out in Rockford. So you might as well throw him up at the NHL level and see if he can sink or swim or not. And he looked pretty good tonight. Uh, no idea what he'll look like for the long term, but you know, I'd rather I'd rather watch Carl Dahlstrom potentially figure it out at the NHL level than watch Brandon Manning and Jan Ruda because I think we've already decided they're not it. I've divorced Jan Ruda. You can oh, I, no. I defer any oh, no. I defer any oh, and all comments on Jan Ruda over to uh, the the other man on the uh, on the airwaves over here, one Brandon Kane. Do you have any any words on uh? On our 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 former uh, our former love of uh, of of defense, Jan Ruda there, Brandon. I don't know why you're saying R. That was exclusively you. <laughs> Jan Ruda can get the fuck out of Chicago as far as I'm concerned. And welcome to the explicit Second City Hockey Podcast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, fine. There the filters off. We're celebrating a win. That's right. You heard the intro. The champagne's flowing. <laughs> oh, we got Kool Aid. Yeah. So I was at. Rockford's uh, four nothing loss and just thrashing by Brandon Peary uh, Saturday night. And Dahlstrom had a game high six shots. And what I noticed from him is he is by far and away the most capable defenseman on that team and responsible in his own end. Um, and that is far more than you can say about Brandon Manning or Jan Ruda mm-hmm. combined. <laughs> um you could probably throw and, a Davidson uh, in there too if you wanted. Uh yeah, he's got like one leg though. So touche. Uh so yeah, I was happy with the Dahlstrom call up. Um it makes sense to me because the only other player that really stood out on defense was Yoni Tatula, um, who is a twenty sixteen draft pick, I believe, in the sixth round or fifth round. Um so Still finding his own, uh, his first season in North America, getting used to a different ice surface. Uh, so I don't know, like, Rockford hasn't done really well at all um, mm. since uh, Derek King took over and Colleton was promoted. And I really don't see them doing much now that they've lost their leading scorer and their best defenseman. But, hey, if it can get the Hawks a couple wins here and there, and I don't, like whether you're in the quote tank mode now or like let's just be in the lottery discussion thing and the Hawks win a couple of games here and there to keep them in that discussion, but they're like entertaining and they don't always give up the first goal, then keep <laughs> you guys up here. Don't uh, don't don't hedge your bets against the Hawks giving up the first goal or not giving up the first goal because that has been a trend for I want to say was it twelve games or thirteen games uh, consecutively? It was not a good. Straight. Yeah, eleven straight. There too you many. go. Just too many. Until just, tonight. Just, oh. It wasn't just like that they were giving up the first goal. It was like they were giving up two as well. So in like two goals in a minute. Uh, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. It was always. It was always like they play good for four or five minutes, and then two goals in a minute, and here we go again. <laughs> That's like the last month of Blackhawks hockey. It's I've. I've never seen anything like it. Like I, I like legitimately, like I was trying to wrap my brain. Like I, I cannot believe how 
consistently terrible they were starting games. Like that's, it's 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 almost impressive how committed they were to the act. Yeah, and Dave, <laughs> what did you say uh, earlier tonight when we were trying to figure out when we were going to record? Oh, that I thought if they were going to win a game, they were going to beat somebody like nine to one or something. Is that you? No, 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 no. You said that you weren't able to watch the. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah. I said I, I said I wasn't going to watch the first period, or I I. I was coming back from uh, from a hockey game, so I couldn't watch the first period. So I was thinking about recording it and watching it when I got home. But then, it's like, realize what's the point? They'll probably be down two nothing after the end of the first period. I don't even need to watch it. I've seen that movie ten times already. We'll just watch it from starting of the second period, and maybe they'll finish the comeback off tonight. Well, and uh, they did not have to come back, uh, yeah. thankfully, uh, which apparently either that, that means one of two things. Either Dave shouldn't watch the start of games or Dave should go play more hockey on, on game days <laughs> because clearly that's been what we've been missing it's, the last <laughs> 12 games or whatever it's been. I, I've missed plenty of these first periods, and, and as the longer the, the dreadfulness continued, the more often I started missing them because it was just too depressing to watch aiming for the first period um yeah no it if there was ever a win that was more refreshing i think this has got to be it for certain i mean first of all because the the blackhawks now join the chicago bears in the 10 win category um as well well, oh the bears have nine that's right i well nine so far not after this weekend my friend When the Packers come to town and the Bears hey, it, will the, clinch the, the north, division. Don't say that name. The team up north. It's uh, Do the Bulls have 10 wins now too, I think? Or are they still? No, the Bulls have six wins. Bulls have six wins. They're All so right. bad that the NBA was like, we're going to schedule your asses to go play a game against the Magic in freaking Mexico. In Mexico City. Uh, probably so on the football they, like, field. Like Garpacks and... <laughs> Jim Boylan in Mexico, like no one's oh, gonna be. I was like, gonna say you, oh, leave, you leave a lot of there. Just have the Windy City Bulls take over. There Players, front well. office, everyone, <laughs> water boys, trainers, just leave them all. Just leave the, them all which back. is like with all like the fiasco that's going on with the Bulls, it just makes me like really appreciate that like John McDonough has like his shit together. So like, so we think. <laughs> no, he he definitely <laughs> does. I can watch games on TV now. Like I'm appreciate. Uh, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Are I we mean, judging the success of John McDonough by whether or not we can watch hockey games on TV? Is that what it's come to? Hey, that was step one. That's yeah. <laughs> what he year like, is it? He's just like, I'm going to put games on TV. And I was like, hey, this guy's awesome. I mean, granted, that was like 10, 11 years ago. But hey, I still like I it. I thought they said that. I almost thought they did that before McDonough took over. Yeah, I believe it was 2006 was the first year that they went back on the WGN. because. Didn't Bill die before the lockout? It was he died in '08. No, he died in was it 06? 2007, September 2007, because that was Kane's first season, and they have the uh, mm. triple W patch. Um, right, right, right. But yeah, I mean that's <clears throat> yeah, just <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Wait, what were? How do we get on the Bill words? What were we talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody's yeah, got to now. Whatever. I was yeah. gonna say now everybody's got to like you know say his name three times backwards or whatever, and we'll get back on track with the show. But that's kind of been the uh, the microcosm of the uh, the 2018 Blackhawks season. It's been uh, just a jumbled mess with really no sense of direction. Again, until I think the 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 calling up of one Sakura of one Dylan Sakura and Carl Dahlstrom. Um, 
also of of note was the uh, was the Brendan, not Brandon, Brendan um, Perlini and uh, and Dylan Strom uh, acquisition for one Nick Schmaltz, which I I didn't hate when it happened. Just mo- mostly because it was a change of pace, and quite frankly, this team needed anything to try to get going. Um, but it seems like it's starting to pay off just a little bit with uh, Dylan Strom. I think he's got what three goals or four goals now with the team um having a decent uh having a decent little december here for the hawks but um in terms of free agent signings i stan obviously stan and mcdonough have made it very clear that well this is this team isn't rebuilding it's a it's a reshuffling of the lineup or whatever the hell the verbiage was remodeling that was it remodeling are we i mean are we expecting them to head to the Ikea of the NHL and pick up just some mid-tier players that you have to assemble yourselves? Or is this the <laughs> end of what we're going to see in terms of any free agent uh, or, or any trades um, from this, uh, from this, uh, this front office? I, I assume there'll be more trades uh, as the season goes on. Cause I mean, it, they have to go on an absolutely, absurd like miraculous run to get back into the playoff picture like even if they won 15 in a row that would just get them back into it and then they'd have to play like 600 hockey the rest of the way to remain in it so you know i I, i'll I'll never rule it out with this group but i'd put it at less than one percent at this point but but yeah so there's there's probably i could see some trades i mean i i don't don't think you know the the taves and kane aren't going to go anywhere brent seabrook's contract isn't going to go anywhere I could I could see like Duncan Keith maybe waving it, wanting to go to a contender, but I don't think the Hawks are going to do that either. But mm-hmm. I think it's more you're more veteran guys on the uh, at or near expiring contracts that are going to be some trade bait. Um, I think Artem Anisimov is probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, I mean, maybe Marcus Kruger gets shipped out. He's on an expiring deal, although I don't know how many people how many teams are going to want to take on that contract. Um, Anisimov signed for two more seasons after this one, so that's going to make his contract harder to move. Um, and outside of that, I mean, Jan Ruda's deal's up at the end of this year, so maybe he's gone. Thank God. Um, and then I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know unless you can interest somebody in a Chris Kunitz. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I like they're they're just they don't have they don't have a lot of assets to sell right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many more deals they can make. Um, I mean, you might be able to talk some GM into Chris Kunitz because he's won four cups, and some GM in the legal be dumb enough to buy into that, right? Um, so I paging Edmonton, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, let's see, Chris Kunitz for Drysaddle. Let's uh, who says no? And I can never say. Can you name. imagine Drysaddle and Kuhn? <laughs> Like playing on the same line, like that's some German shit, right? God, there. <laughs> that's das line is what it is. Das line. <laughs> oh man, das uh, schnitzel line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who look at the Blackhawks roster? Sick. Realistically, who are you going to trade away? And who's who's going to a what other who who do other teams want from the Blackhawks? And who could afford the cap hit? And who's willing to take on the term of some of these deals? Mm-hmm. And the answer for most of them is no, no, and no. So I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you can do unless yeah. 
Oklahoma gets really creative because you're not going to throw in prospects to move some of these guys because allegedly they're remodeling. So Right. And I, either way, I think you're banking full time on your prospects as well. That pool of guys that, you know, are, are currently overseas or, you know, playing in Canada. I, the, the talent pool is great enough to where you can fully invest in, in what's going on there. Blake Hillman and Ian Mitchell come to mind um, specifically, but then you also look into like, you know, you look into cap space stuff that stuff for next year. And like you said, expiring contracts and things like that. And I think I forgot where I was reading this, but you can, you can look at what might end up being about 20 million in terms of cap space for the 2019 season, which if you sprinkle in some of these, you know, prospect players that have got some experience again i think sakura and um and dahlstrom are going to be fixtures in the starting lineup next season no doubt um it all depends on what happens the second half of this season if uh, ian mitchell ends up playing um in uh, in rockford or if uh you know if you move a hillman up or um or a boquist who's ready to go there's a lot to be had there in those three names alone Couple that with twenty million in cap space, and all of a sudden, you know, it's up to you, Stan Bowman. You know how how gun ho are you about trying to turn this thing around? I mean, there's always the talk about the Hawks being full in the paint on our on our Temi Panarin. I was waiting for you to get there. I figured that's where we were going. You know, but I I'm I'm not entirely sure that that's a contract that they would want to take on in, with twenty million. I think you could probably go the. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could go like, I don't know, let's call it like a Wayne Simmons and a Matt Duchesne or, you know, pick up a, pick up a Jeff Skinner and an Anders Lee. You know, anything, anything to get more talents in the roster or at least more experienced free agent talent in the roster, couple that with super young dudes, I think you've got at least a chance to, to try to develop a team around that as opposed to just kind of this one-off you know, piecing of, of guys like we've seen Bowman and company do here in the last, uh, in the last year or two. So taking a look at the next couple of games on the schedule, first of all, shout out to vivid seats or at least the ESPN schedule thing. Cause they've got the, the ticket prices you can go. That's right. You hockey fans uh, for all young hockey fans out there, you can go to a Blackhawks game for as low as $9 on Friday night when the Blackhawks face the Winnipeg Yets at 7.30 Central. That's right, the Winnipeg Yets at the United Center. I don't think I've ever seen tickets that cheap at the UC. Well, I, I think the last time they were that cheap, Vivid Seats didn't exist. I was going to say, <laughs> the, the internet didn't exist um, as far as we knew it. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm still on Joker goal watch um, because uh, how he hasn't scored yet this season is beyond me. And yet he's leading. No, he's not leading the team. He's leading. I thought he was leading defenseman in assists, but that is now Duncan Keith, who is also goalless. Um, I can tell you why he hasn't scored. You ready? I'm, I'm bracing for impact. <laughs> he's just not a good finisher. Every time. Every, Every goddamn time. time. Every time. I'm really proud of that one. <laughs> I'm not. I have no This is why we can't have nice things. 
I still think Perlini probably scores before uh, Yogi Haru does. And Hot take! Be funny. That's just going to be funny. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, no, it'll be in the same game after after Hank doinks one off the crossbar or something like that. Like, he'll get a clean shot from one of the top of the circles, and he'll just completely go full postage on it. And then Pirellini will get, like, an empty net or whatever it is, and it'll count or as a first quarter. sends a shot from the point, and it bounces off Perlini and into the net. <laughs> yeah, like because he's a, that's happened with, like... He, he does the full Martinson. Yeah, yeah, right. Martinson, like... Got one off his crotch for his first career goal, and then like today was off his uh, gut. So. By the way, did you guys see the Tim the puck that hit Tim Peel right below the belt and went in the net? It was St. Oh. Louis in Florida, like, and it wasn't even close. Like, it was somebody from somebody from St. Louis was just dumping the puck in, and Peel was like by the goal line extended near the boards, and the puck hit him square. And bounced past Luongo into the net. <laughs> it is like. I, I mean, he had to be wearing a cup, like oh the, god, yeah. Like the 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 just the force of the redirect, like he had, but he left the game. Like I, I hope he's okay because that's that's it a special kind of thing. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, oh, I'm, I'm and we're done. <laughs> oh man, don't be so stiff. Um, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> it's it is it is. It is way too. It's getting late. This is, is what happens when the Hawks win the for once in eight, is, nine, was, or whatever it was. It's it's late. We finally have double digit wins on the season, and some of us, most of us, have been drinking. By the way, shout out to our very own uh, Shaylin Brady for uh, for her birthday today. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, she's probably in a final exam right now. So crush it, girl. You got it. But uh, yeah, no, we all drunk out here. That Pedialyte. We all drunk out here at uh, at Second City Hockey after a after again a a wonderful six to three win uh, by the Chicago Blackhawks over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, but yeah, so we're at home against Win- Winnipeg and then at home against San Jose and at home against the Preds for the first time this year. Uh, so much for uh, interdivisional games, whatever. Um, I, I'm not going to ask for predictions because who the hell knows what's going to happen over these next three games, but things we're looking for, uh, Brandon Kane. Um, I'd like to see Sakura get a opportunity on the top line in one of those games. Yes. Um, the line that he was on tonight with, um, Perlini and camp looked good. Um, but I, I mean, you have him up, so why not do it? Um, and this is, if you give him a spin against, I mean, all three of those teams have okay defense. I won't say solid because that's not true for all three of them. But uh, <laughs> hey, just calling it what it is. Um, and then when you look at like the rest of December, then those are games aside from those two Colorado games, which like, God, if you watch all those, like all. 60 minutes of both of those games, more power to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, give Sakura a run on the top line and break up Brandon Manning and Brent Seabrook and deport Jan Ruda. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, and Brandon Manning's just like a cotton-headed nitty muggins right now. Geez. Is that the word of your day on your toilet paper today? <laughs> no, I think that's meatball. 
That's what hey. I well, you can let your, inter- let your inner meatball fly after, uh, after today's win. Dave, you have anything to follow up after that? Uh, well, I mean, it's terrifying that they have to face probably the three best teams in the Western Conference all in a row. Like, it, it would have been so much more fun if the Hawks were, like, flirting with a playoff spot or higher and been like, all right, now we get to really see just how good this team is. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like watching the game from, like, behind the couch hoping it's not as awful as it seems like it could be because that is that is a about as tough as a three-game stretch as you can have over the course of a season. So uh, kind of building off what Brandon was talking about, though, I think the – I think – you know, we'll see how Dahlstrom looks. It was only one game. It's a limited sample size, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. But the combo with him and Murphy looked pretty good tonight. Mm. Keith and Yokohara, you have been, you know, pretty good when paired together. And then hopefully Gustafson is back from his uh, – he was out sick, right? I, I missed it, – it, it, it was that. Yeah, it wasn't anything yeah, major. Something. So you get him back and pair him up with Seabrook. And I think those are your six defensemen right there and let them play together for a couple weeks, maybe over this three-game stretch, and maybe they figure something out, and it's not quite as miserable to watch the Blackhawks attempt to play defense for the rest of the season. So watching the, watching the blue line, I think, would be the biggest thing for me because seeing how Connor Murphy's return to the lineup kind of makes everything else, uh, how, how everything else meshes with his, him back in the lineup is something we've been waiting to see for two months. I just... <laughs> We wish it hadn't come after a like three and nineteen stretch, but here we are. And uh, another thing, what Brandon said about getting secure up on the top line, like if you're going to call him up, man, don't put him with bums on the third and fourth line. Like mm. he's supposed to be a playmaker. He's got the ability. He's, he's supposed to have the hands and the the playmaking ability and all these things to be a top six guy. So let's find out. <laughs> now, no, no, they have no. You have nothing to lose at this point. Put him with Taves and sod on the top line or, or mix him in with that Kane, uh, Kane to bring it and Strom combo somehow. But yep. yeah, get it, get him some guys that are going to be able to see hockey the way he does and, and finish up, uh, convert on the chances that he can set people up for. Cause, uh, I like David camp. I think he's a fine player, but he's not, uh, he's not that type of guy. Not and uh, is going to be an RFA. So who? Sakura, he'll be an oh, RFA. So oh, yeah. See what you got, and if you don't got shit, ship them off for a pick. I was going to say, move them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's another piece you could trade away. So yeah. maybe maybe he'll come in and uh, be just good enough to fetch a decent prospect or something. I don't know. Mm, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm in total agreement. Yeah, if you're, if you're at a point in this season, which, again, I, you would have to be so blind. The, the beer goggles would be all the way on. Um, actually, two pairs would be on. If you think that this team has a chance in hell at making the playoffs right now, again, statistically, it's probably a thing, but there's no way in hell that, th- uh, that the Blackhawks look anything like a, a playoff contender. I think Dom, and his last name starts with an L. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he. Oh, neither does his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he tweeted that the other day, and he was like, I tried to, like, it out with my girlfriend as to how to say my last name, and he's like, "It just dumb Lucision." It's it's I I'm just not even gonna try. But I think his projection this morning had the Hawks at like under five percent of a playoff chances, and that seemed high to me. I think it was point eight three. Point eight three. I was gonna okay. say I believe see. there was a decimal point in front of those numbers. Okay, let's see. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. It is point oh three. 
Points oh. It was not point eight three. Nice try, Brandon. <laughs> oh my sure god. Sure it wasn't point six nine. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh sorry, it's point oh three to win the Stanley Cup. It's a three percent chance of making the playoffs. Mm. I read that I read ah, that. There we go. There we go. Three percent, guys. So uh so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> oh, hey, it's it. I I think we're in full embrace tank mode at this point in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, you you got to get all the experience you can out of some of these young guys this season at this stage. Um, again, especially some of the younger younger prospects that you're hoping turn out to be either studs or as discussed trade bait for players that are going to turn you into a playoff team next season. Cause again, for some reason we all were there this, for some reason, this is, this is not a rebuilding team. This is simply a, uh, a different window dressing or whatever the, the hell. They I, I'll, I'll be very interested if they get uh, the next time that Bowman or McDonough, or whoever's in front of the media, because the last time they talked was that the Smaltz trade, I mm-hmm. believe, and things weren't quite as bleak then. That um, they only got worse after that trade. So I'd be very interested to see if they get in front of the media again what they say if they still try and pass off this remodeling line. Because boy, it's starting to smell more and more like crap every time they bring it up these days. So it's that and the like the whole. I don't know if you guys listened the uh, McDonough's interview on six seventy the score here in Chicago the sports radio station McDonough flat out i forget who he uh who he said it to i don't know if it was uh mcneil or parkins or whoever the hell it was but it would basically mcdonough comes out and says hey can we stop the narratives the 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 media about how scotty bowman is in control of things and how it stands his own guy and he can make his own decisions and scotty has no hand in it whatsoever and i wait and then Stan did the same thing on TV, I think, or with somebody Something else. like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying really hard to, to crush that narrative that it's, it's almost to the point where we didn't even ask you about it. Why are you defending it? I was so. going to say, as long as Barry Smith is still on this team in one way, shape, or form, then Scotty Bowman's, Scotty Bowman's got his hand so far up, uh, <laughs> so far up the, uh, the that, uh, you know, I, oh, man, it's fun. Okay, so like – so one thing with Barry Smith, did you guys see what Patrick Kane did? In the I game? saw, I saw that the, was the so tweet from great. The, 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 uh, Barry Smith yeah. went to like talk to Patrick Kane, and he was like, "Yeah, fuck off, old man." <laughs> I was gonna say for those of you who were, who weren't watching the game or who had missed it, yeah, basically Barry goes to get in. Uh, Barry goes to get in uh, Patty Kane's ear about something, and Kane just for for intents and purposes straight up shrugs him off. And it was, Ian doesn't slide down the bench to like get away from him. I mean, <laughs> I need I need to watch this again now just for all of its glory. And then you should go and watch the awkward interview after the no, game that no, wasn't I'm even not, an interview. I'm not watching that again. I'm, why is Pierre still? Well, why you just don't let him interview? Like the, when he sits and talks on the bench and does that. All the stuff he does between uh, where he talks about like uh, shot and cook St. Mary's, like that's well, great. No, but just like some of his analysis <laughs> is actually good. Like at least he like you can tell he cares. He's not like they're falling asleep. Or oh anything. yeah, no, he does. His I don't mind. I, uh, I don't mind him, but it's <laughs> just it's not an interview. Just yeah. having him interview. Like, I mean, can't I don't know? Pull uh pull Catherine Tappen or have Liam McHugh show up and do those interviews instead or something. Yeah. I'd be fine. Well, like Martinson went to sit down because like he was the number one star and he was like. 
I don't know who you are, so leave. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much. This guy's from Norway, not Canada. I don't know what minor league team he played on. I yeah. don't know what middle school team. And like he, he grabs Taves and he's like, "You almost played for the Tri City Americans, but then you went to North Dakota and you got arrested with T.J. Oshie." <laughs> <laughs> goes on this rant like he didn't do that but i mean <laughs> those were the gears spinning in pierre's head oh my god i was see i'm over here just like well pierre it, it, i don't know how you can call it an interview when pierre literally doesn't ask a question it's a statement he hands the mic to taze it's another statement and one more time the mic goes over to taze and johnny's like yep that yep that's okay uh-huh sure and, oh man i want well, I want somebody to go full Belichick on Pierre at least once and be like, that's not a question. <laughs> That'd be John Tortorella. <laughs> yeah, oh, to- oh, to do it. <laughs> um, but like to, to get the, the, the car back on the tracks here. Um, I think uh, the next too time late. The, oh, no. we, hey. Bowman and McDonough would talk to the media would probably be uh, December 30th or New Year's Eve because that's right before the Winter Classic, and they play in Colorado December 29th. So, like, one of those two days, I feel like they would meet with media. Uh, hey, whenever you, can, whenever you can bury the news and they're going to be able to do it, which I would think if they do talk, yeah, that's... that's I mean, they're not going to be like the Bears and, like, fire a coach on New Year's Day, which, like, that was amazing. Yeah, it might be like the balls though, and try to hide this under like six other games that are happening that day, which I bet you, Oh, you know what? I bet you they do it on uh, college football playoff day or whatever it is. The the 11th of January or that, whatever that Monday is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's certain blue and gold team involved in those. I believe Brandon. It's going to say I, somebody in these here. Some bitch ass team with orange too. (laughs) Davo. <laughs> well, hey, now at that... least Alabama, they're smart. They only get A's and B's. <laughs> and well, A's, B's, and championships. I was going to say A's, B's, and rings. Oh, God. Uh, now that Brandon's triggered, it's probably a good time to run for the hills. Um, if you can't tell, we're all a little bit slap happy just because it's late uh, and we're a little drunk. And uh, and the Blackhawks won a hockey game in regular. No, really. They won. Seriously. It, not it a happened. Joke. They sco- not only like did they real win. real life, not like video game shit. They actually won, and then they actually scored the first goal of the game. Like a real goal. Yep, like the first one before like anybody else. And then they no. did another goal. Yeah, that's true. They did. So, yeah, they got to change the marketing slogan now from one goal to two goals. Um, no, this is uh, this has gotten officially silly, so we're going to cut this off right here at the shins. Uh, follow us. Uh, what's our Twitter? We're second city hockey. 2ND. Two, uh, two 2ND. That's, two ND. Uh, that's uh, Dave Melton, who I think is underscore Dave Melton. And there's Absolutely. Brandon M. Keynes over there, and I'm TCR Brad. And uh and and uh, you should like us on the facebook and uh, check us out at the google podcasts or podbean or wherever you enjoy the uh the, the podcast from again shout out to uh to sb nation and uh our uh, our parent site hey sb nation nhl uh for all of your your hockey related thingamabobs um we have plenty um that is it for this show Uh, We're going to go continue to get silly here tonight, and we're going to talk to you guys next week. Until then, thank you so much for the support, and go Hawks!
Ja, ja.